You're listening to The Cultured Podcast, a weekly conversation hosted by me, Michelle Corey, that breaks down the barriers surrounding art, theater, travel, and more to serve a digestible dose of culture for all. Hello, my babies. Today, we have a very special episode. It's not going to be our typical cultured podcast format because I was invited by Georgia Public Broadcasting to do a special interview with Hiro Murai for On Second Thought. And they've allowed me to now use that as this episode of the Cultured Podcast, which I'm pretty excited about because Hiro Morai is the co-executive producer and director of FX's Atlanta. That's right, y'all. Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, a.k.a. this amazing multi-talented human being, created Atlanta. And so I got to interview Hero about his work on the show. I got to pick his brain about what it's like to be a co-executive producer and a director. So this is a pretty exciting double feature. You can listen to this on the Cultured Podcast by going to culturedpodcast.com, or you can also go to gpb.org and find your girl there. That's also why this is a bit more of a buttoned up serious episode and a little bit shorter than usual, but I think you're going to really enjoy it. And as always, let's first start with what's inspiring me this week. This week, I've been researching the history of the electric industry, and I am fascinated by what I'm finding. One of my clients heads up the blog freeingenergy.com, and I collaborate with him to ghostwrite some of the pieces for that blog, which he's going to then turn into a book about clean energy and local energy. So if you've ever heard of microgrids, that's what Bill Nussie is going to be talking about in his forthcoming book. But I've been digging in really deep into learning about the history of the power industry, how the light bulb was created, the trial and error, the incredible trial and error that Edison had to go through to actually develop a fully functioning light bulb, and then how that turned into this multi-billion dollar industry that took over the whole world and changed the way that we do business. It changed the way that society evolved. So it's really an incredible look at really the butterfly effect of an invention triggering this incredible chain of events that changed the way that we live on the planet and how we approach privilege and how we approach what constitutes a third world country versus a first world country. It really is all contingent around electricity, if you think about it. So right now I'm reading the book Empires of Light, which is a very interesting look at the Edison versus Tesla and Westinghouse rivalries. And if you don't know anything about this, I'll put a link and a little ditty in the show notes so that you can dig a little deeper. But for this week, I am feeling electrified by the power industry. Do you see what I did there? I think you did. All right. Without further ado, here is my interview with Hiro Murai with a very special thanks to Georgia Public Broadcasting for allowing me to do the interview and post it for my cultured crew. Hi, Hero. <laughs> Hi, how's it's, it going? It's going great. And it's such an honor to be able to talk to you about your work on the show, Atlanta, especially oh, because we're me. recording this interview from the city that inspires the show. Yeah, 
So that's pretty special. You know, um, in looking at your history and, and where you got your start, this isn't the first time that you've met Donald Glover or worked with him. I mean, you worked with him on a few music videos as Childish mm-hmm. Gambino. Is that how you got your start in the industry, is, is directing music videos? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I started as a as a you know camera operator and and cinematographer for music videos, but I uh, started working, started directing maybe I don't know eight years ago, something like that, and then uh, I met Donald maybe five years ago, uh, and we just did a music video every couple months um, until you know we haven't stopped working together basically. That's amazing. So how did you start working on Atlanta? Uh, well, I knew that, you know, D- Donald, as you can imagine, he's, he's a guy who has just a million things going at the same time. And uh, oh, when yeah. we were working on one of our music videos, uh, he mentioned that he was de- developing a TV show. Um, and he, you know, he never told me much about it other than the fact that, you know, maybe he wanted me to work on it and, uh, and that it's about kind of his hometown and how him and his brother grew up. But, you know, he never really kind of <laughs> told me anything about it until... Until it got picked up, picked up by effects, and uh, six months before we shot the pilot, he just sent me the the script and said, "Hey, let's uh, let's go and go to Atlanta and shoot this." <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and what did you think when you first got the script? I mean, I thought it was incredible. You know, I mean, it's 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 a it really felt like an extension of stuff that we were playing with in our music videos, which is kind of playing with tone and. You know, how do you mix um, surreal, you know, kind of grounded surrealism with comedy and drama, um, but in a narrative form, you know, and it really felt like his his thesis uh, um, uh, for everything he makes in a narrative TV show format. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like Darius brings a lot of that surrealism to the show in this, Definitely. you know, in that. And he is a philosopher. There's this great clip where he talks about the Florida man. Florida man is responsible for a large percentage of abnormal incidents that occur in Florida. Think of him as a alt-right Johnny Appleseed. No one knows his true identity, date of birth, what he looks like. That's why headlines always say Florida man. Florida man shoots unarmed black teenager. And again, that's an amazing clip from season two of Atlanta. And that touches my heart because I am from Florida. So there is nothing more true than this. Yes. (laughs) I feel like we all hold our breaths waiting for the next Florida Man article to surface. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that leads to the fact that the show focuses a lot on social issues. Why is it important to incorporate these these issues into TV now? Well, you know, I I don't think we like to think of our show as a a show that forefront social issues you know you know i think by telling a story about about you know young black guys in atlanta you're automatically telling a story that's kind of riddled with social issues and and politics and race politics Uh, but we never really we never wanted to make a quote-unquote important show or a show where we feel like we're you know getting up on a soapbox to, to to preach you know uh, so we 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 like to focus on you know good stories and good characters and hope that those issues are sort of you know uh, touched uh, organically uh, as opposed to being our main agenda. Sure, and the richness of characters is incredible. I mean, 
every single one brings something so specific to the show. You know, especially there's this great dialogue with Paperboy and Earn, and that is from last season. Ain't you homeless? Not real homeless. I'm not using a rat as a phone or something. Don't be racist, man. Like, that make you schizophrenic. That don't make you homeless. Wait, wait, not if it worked, man. Nah, if you could use a rat as a phone, man, that'd be genius. I mean, it's like five rats for every one person in New York alone. Everybody would have an affordable phone. Yeah, man, I mean, it'd be messy, but worth it. Is he your manager? <laughs> <laughs> Darius swoops in once more for the kill. It's amazing. You know, what's there, there's got to be a huge difference. You talk about some similarities between directing some of the music videos with Donald. What are some of the biggest differences that um, you had to sort of get over or acclimate to in directing for the show? Well, I mean, the format is very different. You know, obviously, music videos are at its best sort of visual storytelling, and it's about tone and atmosphere, but you're mostly doing the storytelling with pictures. Um, and then obviously TV, you know, you're mostly watching it just to watch characters and watch track, you know, these characters going through these these stories. So, you know, I, I think you kind of shift your gaze to, you know, you, you, start, you start to understand how important actors are and, and what they're doing and, you know, how they're kind of carrying the story from A to B to C. Um, and so, you know, I, I think I think collaborating with these amazing actors have been have been the greatest thing about working on the show. Oh, yeah. And the writers. I mean, you're talking about Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover, who mm-hmm. both write for the show. And it's a comedy, but it actually reminds me a lot of British humor because it's very measured comedy. And <laughs> it's uh-huh. kind of, there are moments where you're like laughing, but you're not really sure if you should be laughing. And right, right. That's my favorite. Uh, in fact, Stephen talks about the creative process and what it's like to write a comedy and make something funny. And I think that's really interesting. We believe if it's funny to us, it'll be funny to everybody. That's what I always tell them. I'm like, if we if we laugh at it, then everybody else will laugh at it. So we kind of just are always just bouncing the ideas off each other, making each other laugh, or just saying, like, what if this happened? Or, like, what do you think about this? And then, like, even after we'll, like, come up with ideas for episodes and things like that we'll like come back together later like when we're hanging out like yeah what do you think about this how do you feel about the season so far and how does it feel it's i just wish i could be in a room with those guys (laughs) (laughs) that's actually a perfect way to summarize how we make the show you know it's basically just us in a room and trying to figure out what makes us laugh or you know uh entertains us you know and that's the most important thing so you're pretty closely involved with the writing process too. Well, yes and no. You know, I, I I'm a you know a Japanese kid who grew up in L.A. So, so uh, my my life experience is very different from uh, Donald and Stephen growing up in Atlanta. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I, you know, I usually come in the more kind of story structure stuff, and and uh, and once production and prep starts, I I kind of dig into the script a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the you know the writers are they they do their thing first. Right. So how did you start the creative process for season two? Well, you know, I think season two was a funny thing because, you know, we we made we made season one in what felt like a vacuum. You know, we just kind of did it for ourselves. And then and it kind of it connected with people in a way that I at least didn't see coming. Um, so there's a lot more expectations on us uh, this this time around. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think 
<laughs> and and we had a year and a half hiatus because Donald had you know Donald was off shooting Star Wars. Um, so when we first when we all came back, there was this you know kind of we were all looking at each other trying to remember how to make the show a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, but you know after a few days, it all kind of clicked back in again. You know I, th I think cast and crew and everybody has such good chemistry on the show that it kind of naturally kind of clicked together. But at first it was it was a little uh, it was a little it was a little weird. Right, and actually we have this great clip in which Donald talks about how hard it was to come up with the ideas for season two. Man, we had no ideas. <laughs> None. We no just, like, no, no ideas. We were just sitting there like, can't beat it. We take our time. I don't think we're going to make something if we know it's going to be worse than the thing we made before. We're probably our, our own worst critics. Like, we, we're harder on ourselves than everybody else. I mean, <laughs> I yep. can't say it better than that. Very but I, I love that there's no rushing the creative process, you know, because you see so many times the second season or the sequel or third season is rushed or you're riding mm -hmm. on the success of the first and then it just bombs. So you yeah. guys did a great job in, in not having to resuscitate something, but rather give it new <laughs> life. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, we always talk about it like, you know, we want to make sure we don't want to make the packaging before we we make what goes inside the packaging, you know. Perfectly put. So Robin season is the theme for this season. Uh, mm -hmm. What does that mean? Well, Robin season. Uh, if you're in Atlanta, you might be familiar, but uh, it's a it's a time around the holidays where there's an uptick in crime uh, and specifically robberies, uh, just because you know it's holiday season and there's just more need for money. Um, so this season takes place in that time, um, uh, and you'll see just sort of general, uh, you know, petty crime and the, you know, thievery and robbery happening kind of all around the characters. And there's a general kind of, uh, sense of desperation in the air a little bit. You know, it's, it's interesting because it does talk so specifically to life in Atlanta, but mm -hmm. there seems to be ample universal themes being pulled by the audience. So was that part of the reason you were a little surprised on what a movement the show has become? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of hard to tell how much, you know, what you like about something will connect with other people. You know, it's right. it's it's it, it is a very specific show and it's very personal to, you know, Donald and Steve specifically. So it's it's a, it's you can never gauge how how that'll connect with the with the mainstream but but i think there's something about the specificity and something about you know their general compassion for 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 human beings that really connected with people donald glover talks about in a fx interview making this show for a very specific audience I'm making a very conscious decision not to make a show about rappers. Like, I'm making a very conscious decision to make a show for rappers. Rappers live in a very existential place. Like, you have all the money in the world and you have no money. You have all the friends in the world. You have no friends. Like, it's a very confusing, weird, but funny place. Mm. And, and, you know, I think his love of Atlanta, but also his tumult growing up here because it wasn't easy for him, definitely mm -hmm. comes across in the show. And so what can we expect for the future of the show? What can we expect from this season and beyond? Well, this season, you know, I, I think uh, you'll be really surprised by uh, where it goes. Uh, it, it sort of 
it grows into this sort of serialized format um, where we're telling a bunch of short stories with different characters. And it, it, I think the show kind of evolves into something else uh, midway through the season. Um, and, and I think that's kind of the key to the show with us is that it keeps us interested. And, you know, we're not just kind of filling in between the lines and coloring between the lines. And, you know, uh, we want it to be sort of challenging and, and new to us every time, you know. Um, so I think it's hard to say what it's going to uh, be uh, down the line, but um, but uh, hopefully it's something that's new and interesting every time. Hopefully, right? Um, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the sexy part to me. I think the fact that you guys gauge how interesting the show is by how interesting it is for you is mm -hmm. what makes it interesting. So that's right. that's awesome. So just a quick overview of what your role is. So you're co-executive producer and you've also directed quite a few episodes. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you do as co-executive producer? Um, you know, I mean, first season, I really didn't know what I was doing. Uh, so I just try to keep quiet and then not get fired. <laughs> um, but, uh, but my job, you know, between directing and, and producing is just making sure that, you know, our, our, what we like about the show shines through, you know, whether that be in, uh, our choice of shooting or locations or how the scripts are coming together or, uh, you know, the general flow of the season, um, you know, and I think this show is so much about tone and atmosphere, uh, in a way that, you know, half an hour comedies traditionally aren't, and that's really all comes from, you know, execution and directing. So I, I, you know, even if it's my, if I'm not directing that episode, I just want to make sure that the, that tone is consistent and that it, 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 you know, it exists in the show. What are some of the tricks that you use as a director or what are some of the techniques that you use to set that tone? It's very specific in that show. Yeah, I, I think I think we landed on something that's like a kind of like a minimalistic deadpan gaze is kind of like the voice <laughs> of the show, um, you know, where you can't quite tell if we're about to tell a joke or, or something you know, terrible is about to happen. You know, I, yes. I think I think we want the tone to be sort of neutral, so so it can swing in either direction. Right, you're like teetering on the edge, like in a in a horror film when the person's looking in a mirror in the bathroom. You're like, something yeah, scary exactly. might just happen. <laughs> exactly. But then they turn around and walk out. All right, Hero. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been super enlightening. I appreciate. Thank you, you so much. Great talking to you. What a fascinating look at what it takes to create a wildly popular show. I mean, Atlanta has become a phenomenon around the world, really. And it was really interesting to see the perspective of somebody behind the scenes making it happen and bringing that classic look to the show. And if you want to find a little bit more about Hero, you can go to HiroMurai.com, and that's H-I-R-O-M-U-R-A-I. -I. And you can also find him on Instagram at Murai Hero. 
And of course, my babies, all of this is going to be in the show notes at culturedpodcast.com slash episodes. You can go straight to culturedpodcast.com. And for one week, this is going to be right on the homepage. And I'd love to hear what you think about these shorter episodes. I'm going to be doing a lot more arts and culture coverage for Georgia Public Broadcasting. So we're going to be hearing more of these super sexy episodes that have also appeared on On Second Thought. So give me a shout on the socials or at info at culturedpodcast.com and let me know what you think about these. Anyway, y'all, you know what to do. Keep it classy. Keep it curious. Keep it cultured. I'm Michelle Corey. Sean Powers is our producer. The Cultured Podcast is a production of Listen Up Podcasts, made with love in Atlanta. You can listen to Cultured on culturedpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. <laughs>